How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've always loved witches, specifically movies about witches. And in those movies, witchcraft and desire make a pretty common pair. Think about it. There's the plot in Practical Magic where Sandra Bullock's character is cursed to never love. There's the love spell in The Craft that goes horribly wrong for Sarah. I drink of my sisters and I ask to love myself more and to allow myself to be loved more by others. And there's Louise's wish to be the most popular girl in Teen Witch and the magic that makes it happen. But maybe Grandma Aggie in Halloween Town summed it up the best. Magic is really very simple. All you have to do is want something and then let yourself have it. Now, hang on now, if that doesn't sound like it's inherently about desire, I don't know what does. But get this. Beyond the movies, there are real witches at work in the world. And one of the most potent forms of magic some of them use is something called sex magic. I'm Noah Michelson, and this is D is for Desire, the podcast where we look at love and sex from angles you could have never imagined in health class. And this episode's angle is sex magic. Now, maybe that has you picturing orgies and naked blood sacrifices, but before you let your mind run off any further, it's really just what it sounds like, witchcraft embedded in sexual experience. But what does that actually mean? And how does sex magic work? Does it actually work? Is it dangerous? And what can it reveal about the erotic energy inside all of us? I brought these questions and more to my conversations with a few sex witches. And they're better than Sarah or Louise or even Grandma Aggie because they're real. Me and my dad used to spend time you know, at midnight under the moonlight raiding orchards and walking through farms and looking at dead carcasses and bones. This is Shaney. She lives in Australia and, as you may have guessed, she's a witch. I even have an early memory of 
my fifth birthday at McDonald's and my dad put a, a made a witch on a broomstick out of licorice. <laughs> and so the, the symbology of witch was always around. But Shaney is also a sexual empowerment coach. She teaches classes on reconnecting with the body. And a big part of this work is sex magic, something she discovered during her time as a stripper. When I started to become an erotic dancer, I walked into a strip club at 18. I really was on this rampage of being free and being sovereign and having authority over my, over my finances and my body. And what I realized when I stepped into that world was that there was glamour magic, essentially, that was happening there. And glamour magic is, you know, the smoky mirrors and enchantment and being bewitched by, by women and the feminine and being kind of lured into the seduction. And so I started to really study that by watching women and seeing, you know, what, what made a woman captivating, what got people into her field. I started to find all these links around the history of witches and the chaos of it and the ways in which witches have been so renowned as the seductresses and shapeshifters. So then it just kind of set me on that path. And as I left the erotic dance industry, I just naturally went into tantra and sexual empowerment and, of course, modern contemporary witchcraft as well. How do you define sex magic? What is sex magic for someone who's never heard of it before? What would you tell them? For me, sex magic is about intent, which all magic, all magical practice is about what we intend, the intention that we make when we generate energy. And sexual energy is the most potent energy, or one of the most potent energies that we can tap into really because it's the energy that we're created from in, in some way. So let's say like we're in an erotic experience and we're generating high amounts of energy and arousal. You can direct that energy into something. So using your consciousness, piercing with your consciousness to cast spells, to direct it into things that perhaps you want to anchor more deeply, ideas, um, dreams, desires, all of those, you know, things where we're, that excite us, I guess. Mm -hmm. Literally using your energy and your consciousness to manifest something. Is that what you are essentially saying? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, so set an intention. Even if you don't believe in magic, you've probably done this. Again, want something and let yourself have it. Intention is the key in all magical practice. But Shaney says where you go with that intention is a bit different in sex magic. It's about the body. I'm personally not that interested in traditional witchcraft because what I found when I started to to read into it was that there was a lot of spells of like it was just the mind and so much of it. It was like the recipe of, you know, do this step and this step and this step. And for me, 
magic is about chaos, is about the body, is about descending into the underworld, into the darkness, meeting the the velvety realms of our subconscious and, you know, going really deeply into the shadows and resurrecting and, you know, slaying demons and (laughs) meeting them and becoming them and shape-shifting with them. And through that, there's there's a liberation and a freedom. So we're wading through the velvety realms here, but let's stay on track. When Shaney told me that sex magic is just setting an intention and then directing sexual energy to manifest it, I was kind of dumbfounded. Is that all it takes to really get whatever you want? It's not necessarily about like, oh, I want to manifest that car. It's it's not about that. It's about it's about manifesting new states of being and transforming, you know, transforming those shadows and those disempowered parts into empowered parts. Oh, shit. Okay. Moving on. What are some other misconceptions that people have about sex magic that you've encountered? That it's all about like orgies and <laughs> it's actually about, you know, deep reverence of the, of the sensual self and of the, of the other beings that you may be engaging with. And it may involve an orgy and it may not. It may be a solo practice that you're doing in your room with yourself as a way to cultivate deeper self-love uh-huh. or as a way to, you know, transform a, a disempowering belief. Shani works with all types, but a lot of her clients are women who want to free up their bodies from societal pressure, sexually and otherwise. I have a course called The Magic of Erotic Dance, and it's about combining spellcrafting and erotic dance together to really embody a frequency in which we want to vibrate at, because essentially that's what magic is for me. It's about recognizing that there is a world of the unseen. It's very quantum, actually, and that there's vibrations happening. And when we can play and express the different vibrations available to us, then we can have experiences of transformation and liberation. Well, I mean, that seems sort of like a more theoretical approach to what you do in terms of you help people liberate themselves, you help people um, seek some kind of transformation. But I also read that you offer spells for things like boosting orgasms. Talk to me about what a spell that boosts an orgasm is like. A spell that to boost an orgasm really is a spell to shift a mindset. And when we shift our mindsets and our beliefs, we essentially upgrade our consciousness and our bodies. And so if I'm running the story that I can't have orgasms, I'm not orgasmic. What that tells me is that that person has a limited perspective and experience of what orgasm is. Mm. And so when we start to shift the framework of what orgasmicness actually is, and that orgasmicness is so vast, like you can be merging. This is a really beautiful practice, actually, to be to practice like merging, for instance, with a tree. Okay, now just wait, hear her out. I teach practices around like how to merge with the tree and start to tune into the vibration of that tree and allow the orgasmicness of nature itself to vibrate through your body. And what that teaches people is that the, the, the idea of orgasm and the way that we're told orgasm is stimulate the clitoris this way or touch the penis in this way and stroke it in this way, that it's so limited in the vastness of our whole sensuous nature. Mm. And that orgasm itself is a vibration. And when you start to become sensitive enough and attuned enough to all the different vibrations available to you in your body, then you, you 
can just like I can literally just drop into an orgasmic state just by taking a few breaths and tuning into a sensation of aliveness in my physical body. It's a practice of sensitization uh -huh. because we have to shed the perception in which we have and start to really look at all the ways in which we're, we're bound, our nervous system may be stressed, uh, the ways in which we um, have trained our bodies habitually to experience sensation and we start to work our bodies in different ways and sensitize it and then you start to feel the ecstatic current of aliveness that is running through you at any given moment. I think people oftentimes hear magic and just think, well, one, maybe they think of Satanism or something wicked just because of all the popular culture references we have. But if, if someone's going to do sex magic and they're going to do it with you, are there any warnings that you have for them? Yeah, there is actually. So so a very important piece is understanding Uros. And Uros is our sexual and heart energy combined. The heart is a balancing organ. And it's very important that the heart is infused in all magic so that it balances any, you know, anything that may be distorted, essentially, because we all have shadows. All the parts of us that have been rejected, shamed, not allowed in society, in our families, the parts of ourselves that we've shamed, those become shadows. Mm. And often those parts, not always, but often those parts are associated with the dark. And that's why people are so scared of witchcraft, because witch is one who descends into the dark. And so the dark is not essentially bad, like we've been conditioned. The dark holds great riches. The dark is the dark light. There's a there's a power in it. But but what is actually dangerous is our shadows, the parts of us that have been rejected. Mm. And those parts find a way. They want to find a way to be expressed and to be acknowledged. The shadow is there to reveal to us what we need to transform and own and where we where we need to be empowered and where we need to, you know, take our authority back and and be in our conviction of of self. But if you're doing magic from your shadow, then you're probably going to be casting spells that are may backfire or they may like they may just cause some harm essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's about owning that we have that energy within us and there's safe ways to express it and allow it to be felt. You know, that's why like so much of uh, you know, going into, into which is about how I was saying going into the descent and owning the part of me that may want to chop someone's head off, hmm. you know, like I may want to, I, I have those thoughts because I'm a human being and I know that all people may have thoughts that are not nice. Hmm. But it doesn't mean that I go and act on that thing. It's that I'm, I accept that that is a part of my psyche and I move with it and I ritualize with it and I allow it to have its, have its voice. You know, all parts of me, the pain part, you know, the, the part of me that feels terror, I allow all those parts to have a voice and be expressed, but it doesn't mean I live from that or I act on that. After the break, we'll head into the shadows with another witch, one who uses sex magic and transforms it into a kind of justice.
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, so before we get back to the show, one quick thing. We actually need your help. We're working on an episode about period sex, and we want to hear your thoughts, experiences, and opinions about it. Do you love it, hate it, avoid it, actively seek it out? Leave us a voicemail at 732-660-8030, and you just might make it onto the show. That's 732-660-8030. Also, keep in mind, your participation allows us to use clips from your audio message in the podcast and also in any related HuffPost articles. But don't worry, you can remain completely anonymous if you just let us know your preference in the message. That's it. Okay, we're back. Now let's recap what we've learned so far. Sex magic is about setting intentions and channeling your erotic energy toward them. But it's also about shifting perceptions. Maybe it's about reconceptualizing what sex means for you or what's considered an orgasm, or just expanding your self-acceptance. And that brings us to Jamie Lee. She's a sexual embodiment coach and a practicing sex witch. Witchcraft is innately anti-authoritarian. Its primary content is your own internal wisdom and the wisdom of your body. Um, So for me, you know, thinking about sex magic and thinking about maybe the previous ideas that people have of what it involves and what it doesn't involve. Um, For me, it's primarily used for healing work and for justice work. You know, it's using your sexual energy and intention to manifest something you want into reality. Mm -hmm. My clients are doing that constantly when they engage with themselves. So in my specific work, the majority of the clientele that I'm working with are people who are recovering from religious trauma of being involved in and predominantly raised in evangelical Christianity. It's an authoritarian belief system that is very body negating. Jamie Lee knows this because she grew up in the church, too. Southern Baptist to be exact. She left in her 20s and pursued witchcraft from there. 
usually by the time someone has found me, um, whether it's through my social media or my book or what I um, have talked about on other podcasts, usually there's been some sort of internal call within them that they are feeling separated from their body in some form. Now, for almost everybody, that's going to involve some component of feeling disconnected from their sexuality or, you know, inside of the religious belief system they came from and that I was raised in too, there's kind of an ethic that you have to shut down your sexuality in order to succeed. Um, So by the time people are coming out and maybe they've deconstructed the fact that they don't really believe, they don't share that worldview anymore, by and large, there's still a whole lot of stuff going on in their bodies and with their bodies that they don't know how to navigate. Um, Whether that is validating their sexual orientation, maybe their bodies are responding with panic attacks or um, shutting down in some way when they masturbate or engage in um, sexual activities with a partner or multiple partners. Um, Usually there's something going on where their bodies have called to them saying, I'm not okay. And I need to I basically kind of asking, like, please come home to me. And specifically, how does sex magic play into that? What role does does that having to do with people reconnecting with their bodies or um, liberating themselves from whatever oppressive forces they may have grown up with or, or had been involved in? That's something that's fun. It kind of runs the gamut whether or not the clients I'm working with know that what they're doing is sex magic or not. Um, I would say it almost always is. Um Sex magic comes up in my work in a lot of ways, the practical ones being things like the encouragement for my clients to engage in self-pleasure. Touch, self-pleasure, erotic activity with the body. Jamie assigns all of it, and she has her clients use magic to build up to their sexual goals, both partnered and solo. One of the ways in which this practice, a sex magic practice, will come into that work is I will often invite them to speak to their bodies during masturbation, repeating things like, this is safe, you are safe, this is good, you are good, mm-hmm. literally out loud to themselves over their bodies while bringing themselves to orgasm. Um, another example would be doing something similar to this and exploring the things that they want to be a part of in their current or future partnered experiences. And this came up recently with a client who wanted to open herself up to like sexual talk, dirty talk with her partner, but doing that felt verbally unsafe and anxiety inducing because of both religious trauma and past relational trauma. So I invited her to do something kind of similar, which was to record herself, you know, talking dirty via voice memo and listen back to it while speaking again out loud to herself and just repeating any form of this is safe, you are safe, this is good, you are good. Mm. I mean, there's a whole bunch of areas in which this generally comes up. And the work that I do is largely intuitive. So there's really no blueprint. Um, One of the other things I'll say is I often do work with people in helping them to create their own unique personal sexual ethic. That is something that when you're raised inside of, you know, the authoritarian religious system of evangelical Christianity, you're handed this thing called purity culture, which I've written a lot about. And it's kind of a layered, layered thing going on there. But a lot of times people will find themselves when they deconstruct that religious belief, they'll realize that they never actually had the chance to do the work during their formative years to build their own sexual ethic. Mm -hmm. And On top of that, I think there is this really unhealthy 
expectation inside of authoritarian systems that your learning and your knowledge just needs to be what we tell you it is rather than something you gain through experiential understanding, experiential wisdom. And so that's one of the things I'll, I'll work with people to kind of repattern that within themselves and build their own sexual ethic. But in order to build it, they have to start to date. They have to engage in sexual experiences with themselves and with partners, build short-term, long-term relationships, have sex, actually tangibly have sex. And that itself is something that ends up becoming really healing, just releasing that permission to say like, hey, this is okay. This is part of who you are and this is good to do. And you are allowed to try things and then figure out what your relationship to those things is. Let's talk about the nuts and bolts. You were talking about timelines. I, I was reading on your site, typically four to six months is, is the time that you'll be working with someone. Um, what goes on briefly, if you can describe during those four to six months, what is it like to work with you and incorporate some of the sex magic into a healing or a reconnecting process? Part of the reason why it's a it's a four to six month long journey is because of the fact that it is, you know, we are we're paradigm shifting um, and that takes time. So, like I said, a big part of what my if maybe not the largest part of what my client work is focused on is trying to move away from um, referring to your body, whether that is your actual physical body or just your internal sense of self, your inner wisdom, your intuitive self, moving away from calling that an it to calling that a he, she, or they, because that that then brings about this understanding of, you know, a relational currency. Like we know what it means to love someone and care for someone. I think terms like self-love and self-care can feel kind of ambiguous because we're like, if we've never done it before, what does that look like? What does it mean? And again, a lot of times there are people who are trying to sell you something with that. So I think that when it comes to the relational ethic that exists in loving another person and being loved by another person or caring for another person, being cared for by another person. So a lot of what I'm doing with people, I, I utilize storytelling as a healing modality to kind of initiate what we're doing. So I'm taking them through my intake form. And really what we're doing is we're trying to pinpoint some of the areas in your past experiences and present circumstances um, that may have separated you from yourself. And so, yes, we're you know talking about what happened, so to speak, but I'm also listening for maybe what happened underneath what happened. Mm. We talk about areas of your relationship to your gender identity, biological sex assignment, um, you know, early religious patterning, literal body situations like, you know, whether or not you have a chronic illness, illnesses that might have come up, you know, pain in your body. But then we do largely focus on your relationship towards sexuality, sexual ethics, sex itself. What was your early programming? Um, but what also were your experiences? Where did shame maybe come in? Where is shame maybe still living there? It is designed to take time. So it will take us anywhere from three weeks to two months to get through it. And then we kind of take the things that we found in going through that form and begin to apply these other tools and practices towards reconnecting um, to yourself. And I'm I'm holding space to encourage people to begin to self-communicate and communicate with their bodies. And again, that doesn't just look like, you know, writing something that looks like a journal entry or speaking out loud to yourself. So sex is a form of communication mm. and sex is often a form of self-communication and a very powerful one. So there are times where I am literally encouraging people, hey, if you've got shame in this area as it relates to your sexuality, you can't just write about it. You actually have to have sex. You actually have to like, you. if you have shame, for me, I had a lot of shame for many years, not about partnered sexual experiences, but my body was having a, a panic reaction about masturbation. And there's a lot of reasons for that that I 
don't need to get into. It'd take me a while, but it took my body about two and a half years to really kind of open up and start to begin to tell me about where those early messages about this being dirty or bad or unsafe came from. But the only way that I was able to hear her telling me those is because I masturbated. Like that's the only way I, I had to actually engage with it. I had to actually do it and and speak to her while I was doing it and hear her speak back to me while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a habitual practice where if we're coming into this coaching space for an hour a week over the course of four or five or six months, you are remembering constantly, especially now beginning to remember on your own time. Oh, my body's a person. She has information for me. He has things to say. They're here. They've always been here. Magic has been misunderstood and demonized for so long, much like sexuality, especially by institutions like evangelical Christianity. So it really comes as no surprise that Jamie Lee uses sex magic to heal the trauma of purity culture. Authoritarian systems are actively constantly telling people whether people realize it or not, like what you need is outside of you. And as far as it relates to evangelical Christianity, it's even going further and saying what you have inside of you is not to be trusted. Um, It's dangerous. And then oftentimes going even further and saying your literal physical body is dangerous and is not to be trusted. It's a vessel of sin. The flesh needs to be killed. And those aren't just benign statements. Those aren't just ideas. Those aren't just, um, you know, beliefs as much as they are things that inform the way that people practice and, and, and the way that they relate to themselves and relate to their bodies. And this is why I think that, you know, s- sex magic and just witchcraft in general is so, I mean, I, <laughs> I can see how it's like a scary thing for people to want to engage with because it's, it is a whole new landscape. If your subconscious developed, you know, between ages zero and seven inside of, um, you know, whether it's religious or otherwise, but like, you know, system that told you, you know, it's not safe to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, It's going to be a little hard in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s to like unlearn and relearn that it actually is safe to trust yourself. But I think that if we can slow down and connect with our bodies and listen to the voice of our bodies and come back home to that, I feel like that's where our safety really lives. That's where our wisdom really does live. And sex magic itself, I think, is a very, it's not the only one, but it is a very potent form of spiritual medicine. And And the erotic is the most potent healing energy that exists when it's allowed to flow freely. And so for many of us, our early programming told us that that medicine was poison. Mm -hmm. Um, But my body somehow always knew better. And I think everyone's bodies actually somehow always have known better. I think one of the things that I say a lot in my coaching practice is that um, I feel like all discovering is a remembering when it comes to this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I didn't um, become a witch. I remembered I was one, as Lisa Lister says. And I feel like it's the same way whether people identify as witches or not. I feel like you don't meet your body for the first time when you do, you know, embodiment work or somatic healing techniques. You are remembering that your body was always there. And I honestly think that sex itself, because it was so vilified, it can be one of the most, I mean, I don't like working with timelines necessarily, but I will say it's a quick, it's a quick way to reconnect with yourself. Mm. Very fast way to reconnect with yourself faster than a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause it is, I mean, it's very intimate. Yeah. So I think that sex magic itself has a very um, powerful, potentially powerful role to play in former evangelical Christians recovering from what was done to them in having to adopt that ideology early on. 
I mean, your body is your best teacher, and I'm just here to get the two of you talking again. Mm -hmm. And I see that happen constantly at the end of our time together, where they have something now, an entry point into their relationship with themselves, sexually or otherwise, that they didn't have before. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that's really, that's why it takes some time. Um, but that's also why it's not open-ended. I don't work with people in perpetuity, because at a certain point, um, at the end of those few months together, I will lovingly and gently nudge them out of the nest and say, why don't you go ahead and give this a try? Because your you your body, your relationship with your body is more important than your relationship with me because I'm still external of you. I don't want this to become another authoritarian space where you're trying to come learn something from someone outside of you. Your, your body is your best teacher. Okay, so maybe we can't cast spells for instantaneous orgasms or wave magic wands to make people fall in love with us. Sadly, those things are fantasy. But we do have the real stuff. We have intention. We have energy. And that's powerful. And in my conversations with these witches, I learned something fascinating about sex magic. It's accessible. Erotic energy, in one way or another, created all of us. And it also gave us the only tools we need for practicing this kind of magic our minds, and our bodies. So, plan some ritualistic sexy time with a partner. Or conjure up whatever wish or desire you're wishing for or desiring and masturbate for a moment by yourself. Do anything intentional with the body and the energy it gives off and see if maybe you spot a little magic at work. It's in you. And even if you don't believe in magic, and I really hope you do, you still might be surprised by what you can accomplish when you align your mind with your body and begin to see and experience the world in a magical new way. Ds for Desire is produced and edited by Nick Offenberg, Sarah Patterson, Becca DiGregorio, and me, Noah Michelson with additional production for this episode from Sam Loy and Tasha Lemley. If you've got a question or a comment or an idea for an upcoming show, email us at desire at huffpost.com. Until next time, remember, it's not taboo if it turns you on. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.